there. So this is part two of a four-part series on reversing diabetes naturally. And here's a quick summary of the contents of the series. Part one, last time, it starts with food. Part two, this time, digestion and diabetes. Next time, part three is going to be on improving immunity. And part four, taking care of toxins. So today, we're going to talk about digestion and diabetes and how digestive issues can cause and worsen blood sugar regulation problems and lead to diabetes. And we're going to talk about how fixing your digestion can help prevent and reverse diabetes. Welcome to episode 40 of Ask Dr. Emily, a weekly podcast where we explore the what, the why, and the how of health issues from a holistic perspective. We'll talk about the signs and symptoms to look out for, the root causes of various health conditions, and the most effective and doable solutions for addressing them. Each episode will empower you with knowledge and inspire you towards achieving outstanding health naturally. So, do you have digestive issues? These are unfortunately very common, and they can cause all sorts of unpleasant symptoms, including gas and bloating and belching and indigestion or stomach upset. Also heartburn, also known as acid reflux, or GERD, gastroesophageal reflux disease, constipation, loose stools and diarrhea, food sensitivities, and abdominal pain. And all of these symptoms indicate that the digestion is not working optimally and it needs some attention. And less than optimal digestion affects everything else in our bodies, including blood sugar regulation. Now, there's a number of ways that impaired digestion can cause or exacerbate blood sugar regulation problems. One of the main ways is impaired production of digestive juices, including stomach acid, digestive enzymes, and bile. Another important one is an imbalance in the gut microbiome. Now, this is when the balance between all the different types of microorganisms that live in our digestive systems is off kilter with either not enough good gut bugs, such as probiotics, or and or too many bad gut bugs like pathogens. So that's viruses, bacteria, fungi, parasites, etc. Or both. Impaired digestion typically leads to three primary problems. Impaired digestive stimulation, impaired nutrient absorption, and food sensitivities or food reactivity or food intolerances, all different names for the same thing. And these issues then cause a whole cascade of other health challenges, including blood sugar dysregulation. And addressing these is, not, is crucial not only for fixing blood sugar problems, but for optimizing overall health. So let's look at each of these in turn. First, impaired digestive stimulation. There are many different aspects to a healthy digestion, and one of them is proper sequencing or stimulation. This means that 
when the digestion is working as it should, there are various steps that happen in turn with each step triggering the next step. An example of this is that an adequate level of stomach acid triggers the proper release of insulin from the pancreas, which then helps regulate your blood sugar. And in fact, speaking of stomach acid, having enough stomach acid is the domino that tips all the other digestive function dominoes, stimulating all the digestive steps that are downstream of your stomach. And stomach acid is the foundation upon which healthy digestion rests. And anything that reduces stomach acid wreaks havoc on all those downstream steps. So what does stomach acid do? Well, it has many important jobs. It begins the process of breaking down foods, helping you absorb all the nutrients in your foods. And stomach acid also kills pathogens, such as bacteria, viruses, fungi, that's yeasts and molds, and parasites that enter your digestive tract, mostly from foods and beverages. And this acts as a first line of defense in your body, saving your immune system a fair bit of work. An adequate level of stomach acid also has the essential function of triggering the release of various digestive enzymes. Again, going back to that domino idea. And these are necessary for you to fully break down foods and absorb nutrients. Without that proper breakdown of foods, your immune system is then more likely to adversely react to more foods, since larger particles of foods, especially proteins, look a lot like pathogens to our immune system. And, as mentioned in the example before, an adequate level of stomach acid is needed to trigger the proper release of insulin to regulate blood sugar. So, in other words, without adequate stomach acid, this is a condition known as hypochlorhydria, you are more likely to have infections, from bacteria, viruses, fungi, and parasites, nutrient deficiencies of all kinds, increased reactivity to more foods more often, and blood sugar regulation problems. Now the good news is that hypochlorhydria can quickly and easily be identified with a simple free test that you can do in the comfort of your own home in just 10 minutes, and it can be fixed naturally through a combination of digestive boosting foods, herbs, and supplements, intermittent fasting, reducing stress, and avoiding things that reduce stomach acid, such as heartburn medications. So uh, check out the show notes for a link to my at-home stomach acid test if you want to take that. Second is impaired nutrient absorption. Another consequence of impaired digestion is that you don't absorb nutrients properly, leading to nutrient deficiencies. An impaired nutrient absorption can be caused by a gut microbiome imbalance, since our healthy gut microbes help us absorb nutrients and they help us clear gut irritating toxins, whereas unhealthy gut microbes such as H. pylori or Candida, just two examples in a list of long list of unhealthy gut microbes, these bad guys steal nutrients from us and they cause gut inflammation, which further impairs nutrient absorption. 
nutrient absorption can also be impaired by insufficient production of digestive juices. So, so you can have not enough stomach acid not triggering these enzymes and, and digestive juices, but then you can also have stress, for instance, impairing the production of digestive juices. So these digestive juices include enzymes that break down proteins, fats, and carbs. And this is another factor that leads us to not break down our foods fully, which then leads to more likelihood of nutrient deficiencies. And then there's digestive motility or movement. When foods don't move through our digestive tract like they're supposed to, either they go too fast or they go too slow, the nutrients in our foods are not fully absorbed by our bodies. Too fast and food flies through you before your body can grab all the goodies that those foods have to offer. Too slow and food lingers where it shouldn't and causes digestive irritation and inflammation, which also interferes with nutrient absorption. Too slow digestive motility can also cause the reabsorption of toxins that your body is trying valiantly to get rid of, which then leads to more inflammation and more nutrient deficiencies. So a common theme here, yeah? <laughs> no matter the cause, nutrient deficiencies typically lead to mitochondrial dysfunction, which affects every aspect of your physiology including your body's ability to properly regulate your blood sugar. And nutrient deficiencies, impaired mitochondrial function, and blood sugar dysregulation can all cause cravings for more food, especially higher carb foods, as your well-meaning body tries its best to take care of you and keep you functioning by steering you towards quick, easy fuel sources. But those higher carb foods then lead to more blood sugar regulation problems and more gut irritation and more nutrient deficiencies and more cravings. It's a vicious cycle, but it is one that you can break out of. A little side note here. Mitochondria are the power generators of our cells, using our food to create all the energy needed to fuel every function in our bodies. So... Optimizing your nutrient absorption by balancing your gut microbiome, boosting your digestive enzymes, and getting your digestion moving at the ideal speed is essential for improving your blood sugar regulation and reversing and preventing diabetes. And it's also great for optimizing your digestion and your overall health. Number three, food sensitivities. So, this is the third issue that typically results from impaired digestion. And food sensitivities or food intolerances often aggravate blood sugar regulation problems because they cause more gut inflammation, nutrient malabsorption, and carb cravings. So what causes increased reactivity to foods? Food sensitivities are often caused by something called leaky gut also known as intestinal permeability, which is caused in turn by a variety of factors, the main ones being consumption of gut-irritating foods, especially vegetable oils and grains, but there's a longer list. Check the show notes for a link. Exposure to environmental toxins, which we all have to varying degrees in our modern world, and 
chronic elevated stress. Because of the prevalence of these three factors, most of us, unfortunately, have some amount of leaky gut. But what is leaky gut? The lining of our intestinal tract, our gut, is meant to be a protective barrier between our intestines and our blood. And ideally, it has only the tiniest spaces called tight junctions between the cells in its lining. And with leaky gut, those tight junctions get not so tight, allowing larger food particles, among other things, to leak out of the digestive tract and into the bloodstream. Now, because these larger food particles, especially proteins, look a lot like viruses and other pathogens, the immune system reacts to them, launching an attack, which then leads to increased inflammation and interrupts nutrient absorption. Then the immune system will forever remember that invader as an invader, that food particle as an invader, and will launch an attack each time it appears with each attack coming faster and stronger than the last. Though this doesn't have to go on forever, we can fix this. But um, something else that comes up is cross-reactivity. And the immune system hyperreactivity that we just talked about to certain foods tends to create more reactivity to other similar foods. That's called cross-reactivity. A common example of this is gluten reactivity, which very often leads sooner or later to corn reactivity, since the proteins in wheat and corn are uh, quite similar. They look very similar uh, to our immune system. So, um, so this is just one example. There are many foods that cause gluten-sensitive people, which is just about everybody nowadays, to have cross-reactivity. And there are many foods besides gluten that cause and aggravate food sensitivities. So reactivity to foods tends to expand over time, if it's not addressed, leading to worse and more sensitivity to more and more foods. And because this causes increased inflammation and impaired nutrient absorption and increased carb cravings, Food sensitivities typically lead to and worsen blood sugar regulation problems. So in order to naturally reverse and prevent diabetes, effectively addressing food sensitivities is another important key to success. Are you experiencing increased sensitivity to more and more foods as the years go by? So what do we do about it? Fortunately, all of these underlying digestive issues that can cause and exacerbate blood sugar regulation troubles can be addressed in a few common ways done in this order. Number one, consume an anti-inflammatory diet. Check the show notes for a link to my article about what that means. Number two, optimize your stomach acid level. Number three, optimize your digestive enzyme production. And number four, balance your gut microbiome. Now, once you have done that digestive healing work, not only will, will your blood sugar regulation like be much improved, so will your overall health and well-being. 
but how can you tell which of these steps are needed for you personally and how do you go about them? As I said, first, fix your food, check the notes, go to my article, what to eat for my optimal health for lots of details. This is always the best place to start for this or any other health issue. When you've removed the inflammatory foods from your diet and given your system time to heal from them, you'll have cleared up some of these issues automatically and you'll be able to see better than what remains to be addressed. I call this clearing foam off the beans. Now, if you have trouble with this step because of energy or cravings or whatever, then let's talk. I can help. If you're a patient of mine, schedule once. If you're a patient of mine, schedule for free. Schedule a free phone call and, and we'll talk about what's next. Now, a good next step after you've fixed your food is to have me do a functional blood chemistry analysis on your pork. This is a great way to be able to figure out what underlying issues you're having with digestion and your system and what types of nutrients, what types of enzymes, and what other digestive support you likely need, such as probiotics or natural antimicrobials, stomach acid boosters, and like. And I tell all of that and much more from the National Chemistry Analysis. So next, in part three of this series, we're going to talk about the role of immunity and immune system challenges in the development of diabetes, how to tell if this is your issue, and what to do about it if it is. And until then, eat well, be well, and enjoy.